change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now, in this episode, I want to talk about something that I've been seeing quite a lot of recently. Um, It's been interesting to see over the last, I'd say, probably two or three months towards the end of 2022, leading into 2023, and also with the way the year has kicked off for a lot of people, there's been this struggle between feeling like and thinking like a victim as opposed to somebody who has a, what Carol Dweck describes as a growth mindset, somebody who's working towards being a victor or a successful individual. Now, I want to make a quick um, caveat here around the word successful because personally, I don't promote helping people achieve success because success is such a subjective experience for most people. What you define as success is different to what I define as success, and it's going to be different for most people. Yes, there might be a collective version of success that people strive for, things like achieving a certain amount of money and things like that. But in my experience, when you actually dig down to the details of it and the weeds of it with an individual, success is something different for everyone. So I will be talking about the difference between victim thinking and successful thinking. I want you to take the word successful thinking or or the phrase successful thinking with a grain of salt because that means something different. It's not just a blanket successful experience or a successful thinking kind of approach. So as we get into the episode, keep that in mind. Now, what's interesting is, you know, we all get stuck in this victim thinking or victim mindset, and it's for a number of reasons, but we know what the experience is like. We know what it feels like. We know what the thought process is like, but what's interesting is a lot of people don't necessarily think that other people experience the same thing. Like when you get into one of those modes, into one of those moments in your life or even days where you're just kind of stuck in this funk about the way you're feeling and thinking. What's common is that you subscribe to the idea that other people don't experience the same thing, and most certainly not even on the same day. But this just isn't true. And I've got evidence to prove this. What I started doing some time ago, um, probably at least a year ago now, on my Instagram stories, I had decided to just to check in with my audience. And I posted a question, how are you? And measured, and I had a poll where basically people could answer they they were doing well, or they were doing poorly, or they weren't doing so hot. And interestingly, the answers are skewed either way. It's, I think I've been doing it for about 50 weeks now. And there's only been one instance that's been as close as possible to 50-50 in terms of the answers I've been getting. Now, Granted, this isn't scientific research. There's no control group. There's, you know, this is very anecdotal um, and it hasn't been controlled. It hasn't been, I haven't been stringent 
in the details in which I've been extrapolating from the data here, but just as an overall picture, which is what I intended by getting people to reflect on how they were feeling, was only once did I have a scenario where it was close to 50-50. It was 49-51 were the answers between. And it was the answers are always, I'm either doing well or I'm not doing so well. Now, usually it's somewhere around a 70 to 30 split. Sometimes it's more exaggerated and I'll see something closer to 90-10. But what's interesting for me is most people assume, and these are some of the comments and the uh, direct messages I would get from people, is that most people would assume that they are the only one thinking and feeling the way they're feeling. But in truth, that's not the case. And I've got a wide variety of people following me, people who are just starting out in their careers, coming out of university, all the way through to celebrities and influencers. And what's interesting is even the influencers have crappy days where they get stuck in their own thinking. And some of these influencers and celebrities I work with one-on-one And I see it in great detail when they show up for their sessions. But time and time again, and this is true for no matter who I've worked with, they assume that they are the only ones who are wrestling with their thought process. Nobody else goes through the thinking that I go through. Nobody's beating themselves up as much as I beat myself up. Nobody feels as shitty as I'm feeling right now. It's just not true. I can tell you that from personal experience, but I can also tell you that from professional experience. In, in some instances where I've got a full week of coaching sessions, there'll be a theme where a lot of my clients that I have across that week are all wrestling with the same issue, or they're all feeling like they're just in this funk that they can't shake. Now, you know, you could ask, depending on who you ask, they'll have different reasons for that. You know, an astrologist will say it's got something to do with a planet in retrograde or a moon, full moon or new moon or blood moon or whatever it might be. Other people might say there's economic climates that's affecting people. Other people are saying that there's some kind of electromagnetic frequencies that are influencing people or solar flares, who knows, right? But for me, what's interesting is seeing that people assume that they are stuck in their own little bubble, but in reality, collectively, there's more than one person going through what you're going through, which is interesting. It also leaves clues because if you're going through something that somebody else has been through or someone else is going through, then that suggests other people who have come before you have gone through something similar. That realization, what I've just said, resonated with me some time ago, many years ago. Because I realized, and this was through the process of reading some of the greats throughout history, was the problems that they were dealing with hundreds of years ago, and in some instances, thousands of years ago, we still wrestle with today in our own personal lives. It might look a little different, but the reality is we're still wrestling with the same issues. They've just evolved. They're wearing a different disguise or a different costume. So... We have the opportunity to learn from people in the past who have navigated the experiences that we're trying to navigate. Or we can partner with people who are currently navigating the same challenges we are. And perhaps collectively or in a partnership, not necessarily a legal business partnership, but just a, 
accountability partnership can navigate the challenges, overcome them together, and more likely get through them with a greater degree of perhaps ease and more profound results, which is kind of cool because we assume that we're stuck in our own little vacuum of pain and difficulty, when in reality, that's the thing that unites everybody because we all experience the same challenges, just dressed differently. Everyone's going through some kind of difficulty. Everyone's trying to navigate the next issue. As much as people like to think that if they just solve this one problem, their life will be problem free. But what they ultimately end up finding is that the next issue arises. Either one they didn't foresee or one they had forgotten about that now you have the time to address. So we think, we think that we will experience a problem free life. But in reality, we'll just face a new problem or the next problem. And in my experience, and this is based on what I've learned and also what I teach about this notion of all of life's experiences are neutral, they're balanced. There's an equal amount of positive and negative support and challenge. The truth is that we'll never escape difficulty, we'll never escape challenge, which sounds depressing initially, but and you've probably heard me say this in other podcast episodes, but what I talk about is tackling challenges that you feel called to tackle, challenges that you actually want to get up and tackle in your life because then you're more likely to rise to the occasion and persevere when the going gets really tough. So you have an opportunity to start navigating challenges that actually inspire you as opposed to the challenges that are just thrown at you for the sake of being thrown at you because you're not necessarily orienting yourself towards things that you do actually want to tackle, that do want to get you out of bed in the morning. They're the ones that mean something. So why not make your life meaningful by tackling issues that you want to tackle? So we can't escape challenge. It's the one thing that unites everybody in terms of their experience as a human. We all wrestle with difficulty. We all wrestle with challenges. So what if we partner with others and speed up the process? There's a whole number of different ways that we can address the way we feel at any given moment, especially when we're feeling like a victim. And so my attempt here is to give you a lot of different frameworks and a lot of different insights that may actually help you confront the victim thinking and the victim mentality that you're wrestling with, but also rise above it and use it to your advantage to help you progress forward. So what you'll find whenever you're stuck feeling like a victim is that you're only ever feeling like a victim or thinking like a victim where things are not working in your life. I know that sounds obvious, but if you stop and reflect on it, we never feel like a victim with the things that we're doing well at. When you're in the flow, when you're loving what you're doing, as cheesy as that sounds, when you're inspired by whatever it is you're tackling, you don't feel like a victim in those moments. There's no victim thinking. There's no beating yourself up. There's no feeling like you don't have enough worthiness to be able to do what you want to do. You're, you're actually not cognizant of your thinking at all in those moments. You are in the flow. You are present with whatever it is that you are doing. 
So I want you to take this and use it to your advantage because we can think that everything is going to shit when we feel like a victim. But in reality, if you're actually going to spend a bit of time reflecting on the different areas of your life and where you specifically feel like a victim or where you specifically feel like things aren't working out, you'll find that the victim thinking only occurs in the areas where things aren't making the progress you want to make. Your expectations aren't being met. You're experiencing some kind of disappointment. And that's where you start to feel like a victim. And now, you know, what is a victim mindset? I suppose I should tackle that here. A victim mindset is somebody who feels like their circumstances, whatever the circumstances may be, are the problem that is holding them back. Those circumstances are somehow, and they're all external, are somehow preventing you from being able to do what you want to do or achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. Now, this day in age, more than ever, then throughout the history of humanity, that hasn't been true. That's just not true. And I've seen this in some really extreme cases too, where I've had a client show up and they've been under extremely repressive and suppressive circumstance. And when I've asked them, is that actually true? Or are you just believing that's the case and that you can't do anything about it? They suddenly realize that they have the power and the insight and the ability to rise above whatever the issue is and persevere and continue in spite of what the circumstances are. So it's rare that the circumstances actually prevent people from being able to progress forward and create the change they're trying to create. And you don't have to look very far back throughout history to see that. Any migration or collective migration that you see with cultures is a collection of people deciding that they want to do something to change their circumstances. They're basically not subscribing to their circumstances and they're saying, well, this environment doesn't work. These circumstances don't work for me. They don't align. I'm going to go and find something else. So you'll see Europeans migrating from Europe to America or to the UK or to Australia or to different parts of the world. Then you've got, currently we've got the digital nomads. They're saying, I don't like the circumstances of living in an office or working in an office, I should say. And so they pack up their lives, they get rid of their material possessions and they live their life on a phone and a laptop from whatever part of the world they want to live in, whether it's Southeast Asia, whether it's Europe or the US or South America, they're choosing to pack up their lives and go and experience this digital nomad life. It's not the circumstances. It's rarely the circumstances. But our victim thinking will immediately place blame on it's this family member's fault. It's the economy, which is all we ever hear in the media. It's the economy's issue. It's the government's problem. It's my boss is the issue. My partner's a problem. I can't do whatever I want because my partner won't let me. And I, everything I'm giving you an example of is everything I've heard from people that have told me a reason why they can't do what they want to do. And personally, these were some of the things that I believed early in my life too, that there were certain things about my circumstances that meant that I wasn't able to go and do with the things that I wanted to do. Since then, I've proven that to be wrong in my own life. And that required me rising above my own thinking 
long enough to be able to go and take action. So here's an interesting set of questions you can ask yourself because it really wakes you up to a level of awareness about your own thinking because sometimes you get stuck in this cycle of victim thinking, not even realizing that you are, that you're kind of down on yourself and you're feeling like crap and assuming that your circumstances are trapping you. So how do we navigate that? With two questions. When you're stuck in a situation like this, where you're feeling stuck by the circumstances, ask yourself this question. How would a victim think about this? It's an interesting question, right? How would a victim think about this? What that does is it kind of starts to get you to think external of your own thoughts as if if you were to meet somebody who is a victim and ask them or listen to the way they're thinking or what it is they're saying and what words they're using to describe their circumstances, you immediately start to awaken this awareness of, well, actually, there's a lot about what I'm saying to myself and what I'm thinking that is the way somebody who believes they're a victim would think and say and speak and describe their experiences. So it immediately immediately shines a light on what it is that you're wrestling with and what your thinking is about the circumstances. And then to shift gears, once you've spent a bit of time reflecting on that, ask yourself the question, how is somebody who is successful think about these circumstances? And what you'll find is you have access to the awareness of how these two different types of people would think. Even though you assume you can't when you're stuck in a bit of a pity party. But when you stop and think, okay, well, how would somebody who rises to the occasion, who has success in their life, who goes and gets what it is they want, how would they think about these circumstances that I'm currently in? To give you some clues, they would look for the opportunity that you might be overlooking. Where's the opportunity and the difficulty and the challenge? They would be looking for ways that they could overcome their own internal stuff. So for me, and by no means do I describe myself as a successful person, but for me, whenever I hit a roadblock or an obstacle in my life, whether it's personal or professional, the first question I'm asking myself above all else, and this has become default, this is just habit for me now because I've been doing this for so long, is where's the opportunity for me to learn something new about myself here? What am I learning about myself here? What can I grow into when it comes to becoming more of myself? Because I have the belief that all of our experiences, no matter how challenging they are, are all trying to help us become more of ourselves. They're trying to help us become what some people describe as our full potential, but They're trying to help us overcome the things that are holding us back from being who we really are, being that authentic self. So whenever I hit an obstacle, the first thing I'm thinking is, what is this trying to teach me? How is this trying to help me? And these questions immediately start to shift our thinking. This is what I have seen with all of the people that I've studied, biographies, backgrounds, I've read texts of different individuals. The 
numerous clients I've had over the course of my career, the thousands of hours I've got of consulting under my belt is that what I've seen is the people who are quote unquote successful, the ones who are more adaptable, are the first willing to ask themselves, how is this helping me grow? How is this developing me? How is this something that I can use to my advantage as opposed to feeling crushed by it? Now, that doesn't mean that they don't wrestle with negative thoughts. That doesn't mean that they don't have shitty days. They do have shitty days. But that question in the back of their mind is still there. It's still present and it's pestering them. It's kind of this almost like a broken record. Like I've got to find the gift in this. Otherwise, this will just perpetuate, whatever this being the circumstance. So if I don't actually break through what my thinking is here, these circumstances that perpetuate will perpetuate. They'll stay with me for a long time, longer than it probably needs to, and I'll stay stuck. And the idea of staying stuck is scarier than growing for them. So by working through whatever it is that is the difficulty or the challenge, they're finding that they're breaking through the cycle on life's challenges and difficulties at a faster rate instead of just staying stuck in a hamster wheel, running, 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 and then not making any progress whatsoever. So the point here is that the more time you spend reflecting on how would someone with victim thinking think about this and how is somebody with quote-unquote successful thinking think about these same circumstances, it stretches your awareness and it stretches your thinking into territory that you're not defaulting to, right? The default territory is, this is shit, I don't like it, and you've labeled it as bad and then you get stuck there. But if you're stretching your thinking out, you're immediately starting to get different perspectives on your same scenario, on the same situation that you're wrestling with. And so what we want to do is by stretching out your thinking, you look back at your own problems differently. Now, I'll give you another tip as well, which I think might be helpful for you. If you're getting stuck in victim thinking and no matter what you do, you can't seem to shake it, one of the wisest things you could do is ask for help. Now, I know that seems obvious or maybe even uncomfortable for some of you. But asking for help is something that a quote-unquote successful person would do. If they get stuck and they can't seem to navigate their own challenges, they would put their hand up and say, hey, can I get some help with this? Because I don't know how to navigate this and I feel like I'm stuck. And that asking for help might be seeking help from another professional. So if it's some kind of mindset challenge or difficulty, they might be seeking the help of a mindset coach or a therapist or counselor. If it's financial difficulties or some kind of tax issues, they might speak to their accountant or financial advisor. If they're having issues in their relationship, they might actually ask their partner. If they're having issues at work with getting tasks done, they might ask their team members or a manager, or a boss. You'll find that people who are willing to rise to the occasion are ones that, even if they don't have the answers, they will ask people around them who might. Which is important, because nothing 
throughout the course of humanity was ever achieved alone in a vacuum somewhere in the corner of the world. It was achieved through collective effort. Collective effort implies that people were coming together to solve a challenge that one person could not solve on their own. So you don't necessarily have to have all the answers. But by giving you these questions to ask yourself, my intention is to start changing the emotion that you're experiencing about feeling like shit and feeling like a victim and starting to break you out of that. And then encouraging you to ask for help. Reach out to me. If you haven't already, feel free to reach out to me. Maybe there's some insight that I can help you with. I mean, I've got a lot of experience doing this now. So I'm sure there's something that I could probably give you. If it's not direct assistance in some regard, it'd be directing you towards some kind of a resource, a book, um, a YouTube video, perhaps, maybe one of my podcast episodes, or even a colleague or peer in the industry who might be better suited to helping you. But asking for help goes a really long way. And I know for me personally, whenever I've been willing to humble myself enough to ask for help, progress has been made very quickly because it's not just been me trying to solve the problem on my own. So I thought I might give you a few different ways for you to think about what it feels like to be a victim of circumstances and what it looks like to be somebody who breaks out of those circumstances. And maybe this will be an episode that you can come back to whenever you're having a bit of a shitty day or you're feeling like you're stuck in a rut because it could be the very thing that shifts you out of that and gets you moving forward and doing some really cool things. Anyway, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was valuable. Please make sure you leave a review wherever you're listening to it and that you're following or subscribing to the podcast to make sure that you're getting the notifications whenever we push a new episode out. Anyway, I'm Giorgio Genis. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.